The superpower that every citizen has is the ability to control where they spend their time, money, and attention. By focusing these on supporting local businesses, you are having a profound impact on your friends, your family, and your local community. So if you want to change the world, you can start with buying local. Welcome back, everyone, to Buying Local. Each episode, we sit down with local business owners in the Warren, Washington, and Saratoga counties to talk about who they are, what they do, and why you might find value in what they do. Today, I am joined uh, by my co-host, <laughs> Christopher Ryan from Six Marketing. He's not really the co-host, but this is his third time on the show. And I feel like a co-host at, yeah, this, we, at this stage, but thank you for having me again. You're welcome. Anytime. Always always a pleasure. And we're also joined by, oh, I should say that if you didn't know, Chris's uh, official title is Supreme Commander over at Six Marketing. And we're also joined by Howard Litwack. But Howard, I, do you have a cool title? Just VP of Sales Enablement, and I also gave myself the title Head of the AI Team. Oh, the AI Team, which is very uh, fortuitous because that's what we were discussing today is, is AI and its applications and uses and what is it and all the fun stuff and is it really going to be uh, Skynet coming to get us? Uh, that's, it I'm, might be. I've, I'm not wearing my tinfoil hat, so I'll stay away from that maybe. Thanks for joining me, guys. Howard, uh, give us give us the intro to the show. What is AI? Other than super, super duper buzzword that everybody's using right now. So the book answer is artificial intelligence. You could use it to be more productive, um, use it to be more creative. There's a number of different things. I read a lot of different newsletter letters. One of the coolest things that I saw was somebody gave it the name, like it's a second brain for you. Okay. So I think that's a good general, what is it? It's a, it's literally a second brain if you know how to use it right. So if I hear it correctly, what you're saying is that you're advocating for its use alongside or in tandem with an actual real human. Oh, hundred percent. And not without or instead of. Well, that's a I guess it part depends of the, on the human part of huh? the conversation uh, as well, because it can be used to replace some jobs. I, I've been reading a lot about that. I read a lot of newsletters, try to stay on top yeah. of the, you know, what this trend is. The general, or not the general consensus, but one of the things that I believe in, I think, is that it's not so much that AI is going to replace jobs, maybe in manufacturing where you could have machines. Mm -hmm. that, that's already been a thing. I think that it makes sense that people's jobs could be replaced by somebody in that role that knows how to use AI. Mm -hmm. So they're more productive and more efficient in their role and can get more done and maybe have it be higher quality, whatever the role is. Okay. And it's interesting too, because, uh, just this latest issue of Sarah, no, Glenn's Falls Business Journal, Sarah Mannix from Mannix Marketing wrote an article about same thing about using it in tandem, uh, which, I mean, I guess that's pretty much how we're using it at this point. I know we, we know we were talking before I hit the record button, but you know, we kind of as a company and, and I, I think this is a great conversation to pull Chris into is, you know, as business owners, we kind of struggle with, you know, do we want to use it? Do we not want to use it? You know, we do incorporate a little chat GPT now and again, uh, when we're writing website copy 
but really as more of just like you're saying, like it's augmenting what we are doing. So it's part of our research. Whereas, you know, in the past we would have been doing Google searches and reading all sorts of blogs and trying to get information on this industry that maybe we're not working in and that we're helping someone design a website in. And now it's, you know, before doing all that, now we're doing a quick chat GPT. I can't even say it. Oh, don't worry about Chad's yelling back there. And you can find that information now in seconds. Yes. Rather than what would take an hour or two hours or however long your research would take. Yeah. And I know, I, do you guys see this? So everyone's asking me about this. I, literally, I was just on the radio show with the chamber the other day and, and they were asking me about AI. And everyone I talk to that comes in now for any kind of services is asking how we how we are using AI and how we're incorporating AI into our process. And I'd love to get what your thoughts are. You know, are you guys using it? How are you using it? I mean, have you been using it? I think the reality of AI is it's not going away. Sure. So the people, some of us in our agency are resistant to AI. They're like, is this take away from the creative, uh, the creative function of the human brain? You know, yeah. where, where is its place? So we've been testing for months, different applications. So yeah. where are we using it? We use it a lot for ideation, you know, coming up with different ideas. We use it for copy. We use it across the board. What we've seen throughout the industry is a lot of, not just marketing firms, but a lot mm -hmm. of people taking shortcuts. I'm just going to throw something into ChatGPT since you mentioned that. It's going to spit out a response and I'm going to put that onto a blog page. Which is such a bad idea. Oh, it's a terrible idea. Because <laughs> so, half the time it's not even based in reality. It's just pulling stuff off the internet that may or may not be real. It's You really... Yeah. Right. In fairness, maybe not half the time, but it does hallucinate. And it <laughs> hallucinates, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what the I mean, but I hallucinate sometimes is. too. Well, <laughs> all right. That's another show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole another. That's the uh, so alternative to, medicine show. To answer your question though, like how how can you use it? Because if you're a listener and you haven't heard of AI or if you're not really employing it at this at this juncture, it really is like just get started. Yeah. Um, there's a constant fear of and people are are, are Scare tactic marketing, like you're left behind, hire us now. You don't need to do that. Only 3% of the world's using AI, but that 3% is certainly much more advanced than the people that um, are maybe not using it. So use it to an extent and mm -hmm. then bring the human in. So it doesn't matter sure. copy, content, email, social media from a marketing perspective. Um, you can throw AI and find out the top restaurants in Saratoga and their and their restaurant times. I mean, this is this circumvents all of all of our lives. And again, I think it's not going away, but give it a shot. Try chat GPT, yeah. throw in a couple things, see what happens, but read it. I was on a webinar with 500 different people and I just sat back and, and listened. It was an, it was an AI sales webinar and everybody was like, we're going to be promoting content. We're going to be posting. We're going to fire our marketing agencies. We're going yeah. to do all of these things. And the sad reality is if they don't understand the impact of just auto generated anything, it can sabotage them. Um, really, like Google will catch up. It, it has caught up on, on AI written content. Mm -hmm. So if Google, essentially, if you think of Google this way, if they find out you're cheating or they find out you're trying to circumvent their own algorithms and processes, they're going to ding you for it. Yeah. They did this with SEO. There was Black Hat SEO and there was a bunch of companies trying to fool Google. And then overnight, they took a bath. Yeah. Once Google changed their algorithm, thousands of websites went down. Their ranking dropped off the chart. So it's kind of just do the right thing, take uh, take AI, give it a shot, and then perfect it with your human brain. Your brain is better than the AI-generated content. However, it does help you become more efficient. 
it helps you be smarter and it just helps you across the board. It's kind of my, my personal perspective. Yeah. So I know we kind of want to talk about some of the dangers and we want to talk about some of the benefits. So like you kind of just started into the benefits. Why don't we talk a little bit more about that? Like what do you guys see the main benefits are for AI, for the use of AI, whether as an agency or business owner, that's, you know, maybe you have a marketing department or you're a marketing director. I mean, what are the benefits to using it? Well, I'll tell you how I use it. The first thing is I pretty much replace Google search with chat or Bing or Bard, which is Google or Microsoft chat. So that's what I'd use for search for anything. So you go right to chat before you go to Google now yeah. and search in there. Yeah, so that because it gives me the answer directly rather than giving me articles and things that I now need to look through a page full of things Interesting. To, okay. to find the information that I want. So it's making you but, faster and more efficient. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The second thing that I use it for is writing emails. Depending on the circumstance. So say a, a sales email. I'll write it myself and then put it into chat and say, you're a sales expert. You're an email writing, copywriting expert. I'm going to give you an email. Give me ideas to improve it. And if I like it, I'll use it. But it's my ideas to start. Interesting. Okay. I'll also use it for... So in that case... So in the first case, you're using it to make yourself more efficient, maybe faster. This case, you're using it to really refine and hone what you're already doing. Right. Okay. And I'll use that for social media posts also. I'll write the post first myself and then put it in a chat and say, you're a copywriting expert. How would you improve this if it's a post for LinkedIn? Do people still use social? Some people do. <laughs> Some people do. Yeah. I was curious about that. The clock tick, tick, tick tock, tick tock. What is it? It's a joke. I, I totally pulled myself off social media. So I'm just like, do people still do that? Mike's a big fan of social media. Yeah. So. As I say all the time. Yeah. So you're using it for copywriting for posts and that. And do you, do you, so do you see a noticeable improvement by, by using these things for like your social media posts or whatever it is? I mean, what, what kind of gain are you getting or. Maybe it's just that I like the way that the writing is that turns out to be. Mm -hmm. So if it's good, better, best, like my writing might be good or better. And then I put it into chat and just, wow, I like that better. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. I'll also use it in sales for prospecting research. So I'll put in, you're the CEO of such and such a company. What are the top three challenges for 2023 that you have as it relates to marketing? And it will search the company and give me, here's my top three challenges as CEO of such and such a company. The So I, I've used it for that after putting in 50 maybe different prospects, I started to see that it was giving me the same answers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, okay. So if every company needs branding and every company needs um, brand awareness and every company needs SEO, because that was the same answer pretty much that I'd started seeing, I was like, all right, is this even really valuable mm -hmm. any, anymore? Or should I just start using that as my outreach message? Sure. Those three, three hot... Hot buttons. 
You know, it's interesting you say that too, because I, uh, when my team first wanted to, to use chat GPT and I was like, all right, well, what do you guys want to use it for? And I'm like, well, copy, you know, social media text or, uh, you know, and they're like, when maybe strategy too, because strategy is one of the hardest things in marketing, right? Most people don't understand how to put together a marketing strategy. So I was like, sure, go ahead and ask that thing. Uh, and I just named an industry. I was like, have them, uh, have chat GPT tell us what they would do for as a marketing strategy. And it was just garbage with chat came up with. That. I was like, Oh, thank God. I'm always going to have a job as a strategist. <laughs> you, know, you know, what's really interesting though, is there's, there's a way to ask the prompts. Mm-hmm. So just give me a marketing strategy is kind of beginner mode. I've, sure. I've heard that term. A more sophisticated way to do it, which I thought is really cool, is you tell ChatGPT, you're a marketing expert. Mm-hmm. You're a Harvard graduate MBA, and you're the VP of marketing so you, for a Fortune 500. So you firm. really got to help ChatGPT get into character? Is that that's, what? Well, that's, <laughs> that's context, amazing. And it will give you a completely different answer. Especially if you say you're the VP of marketing, you know, Harvard MBA, blah, 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 and you're an expert on fill-in-the-blank yeah. industry. Give me a marketing plan. Wow, okay. I never thought of that. I didn't realize. Again, I, I think I've chatted, chat GPT'd once myself personally, but... I mean, we've we've tested what you're trying. Like, we, yeah. we try to fool it. We try to trick it. Um you know, Howard's alluding to something. He mentioned the word prompts. This yeah. is a whole new world, prompt engineering, big jobs, big paying jobs, how you ask the AI to get you responses. But you see the process. Howard talked yeah, about it. I yeah. talked about it. It's a lot of testing back and forth. Use your brain. Like, yeah. does this make sense? Um, you know, personally, I use it a lot for reporting. Like, I will put all the sophisticated stats. Yeah. And I would say speak to an engineer and and give more detailed information. Ooh, okay. Or you speak to somebody who just wants the bullet points. It yeah. does help translate information the way people want to read it. Um, so now you're talking about converting information from a way that you have it to something more usable depending on who the subject is. I mean, that's that's pretty sexy. There's lots of ways you can use it. Yeah. That's a, You know, that's how I find the most benefit ideation. You know, you said social media earlier. It's pretty easy to catch, I love a, social catch, media. catch an AI written post versus, again, you see the people that are trying to shortcut yeah. and not do it. Then you see Howard who just gave you I'm going to try this 12 different ways until it gives me something I like or something I don't like. And then he, again, I hate to bring back the human, but he makes the decision to say, you know, call the ball. I'm I'm in or I'm not with this. So interesting. AI. All right. Well, so let's, let's move to some of my favorite parts about AI, which are the, the, the not benefits, the, the, the bad parts. I mean, what, what are the risks or what are the downsides of using AI? I mean, you kind of alluded to it in your answer too, where it's like, you know, you, you have to take a look at what you're being given. Yeah. yeah. So you'll see that your brand reputation is one. Sure. People will just post things without reading it. And they're just trying to, you know, everybody's running at a million miles an hour. Um, one big one that no one knows is it violates an NDA. So if you have an NDA with customers or clients and you are putting information that they wrote or you Ooh. wrote for them, then it violates an NDA. So it's machine learning. The more you add to it, the more the Skynet brain starts to grow. <laughs> Here's all our trade yeah. secrets. So again, there's nothing wrong with crowdsourcing information because I think that is helpful. But yeah. people being aware of what the landscape and what the guidelines are, you know, NDA is a big one. Same thing I told you from that webinar. Mm-hmm. I just 
saw all these people saying things that I'm like, you 100% should not do that. Like, be careful and take your time because it is beneficial once you understand the, the ball field yeah. the rules. So what other kind of downsides are there? I mean, or are there none other than just, you know? Interesting, funny story is it, it's now it's not really a downside, but for some reason, chat GPT is not good at math. You had to give it specific instructions to be as exact as possible. So here's a funny story. I was taking a certification for Trade Desk, I think, and there was a specific media buying question that I couldn't remember how to do it. So I gave the specifics of the question and it gave me like line by line, here's how I figured this out. So I put in the answer and it was wrong. And I was like, well, well look at it. Here's, here's how it figured it out. Damn that chat but, GPT. It's it's not always good at math for for what that's worth, and it like literally sometimes it makes things up. Yeah, I was on the phone with a CEO and we were talking about whether his product would be would work in a specific organization. I said, would would so and so's products work in such and such an organization? And I says, hold on, let me let me see what chat says. And I read to him, this is what it says, what your company does, which I knew I knew was wrong. I don't yeah. know where it got the information from. He literally said, okay, that's garbage. I go, okay, so we, so we won't use it. So you have to be aware to not just take the information that you get and right. take it as, we'll say, gospel. Like, yeah, the oh, GPT to, is not infallible, true. apparently. It's... And and again, my, am I am I giving too simple of an explanation that it pulls that where it gets its answers? I mean, it pulls from the internet, so that means it could be pulling information from anywhere. And, yeah, and you know what's funny is the so if it's Chat GPT, it's not internet enabled. It's whatever's on the in its database up until twenty twenty okay. twenty one. If you use Bing Chat or Bard, those are internet enabled. They'll actually give you sources, linkable sources in the answer. So you can click the link and go to the source. But if you don't do that and see what the source actually was and if the mm -hmm. source is credible, that's look, there's a source, but it could be wrong. Interesting. And now another thing that I have heard is that when you really look at programmatic ads. I know you guys do a lot of programmatic ads, uh, you know, Google ads, Facebook ads, all that. There, there's been an AI quote unquote component to these for years. years. Yeah. Like it's not a new thing. Like I know it's like all of a sudden everyone's talking about AI and it seems like it came out of nowhere, but realistically, I mean, we've, as marketers, we've been using these tools for a long time. I mean, algorithm basically is AI. Is that, is that a fair statement or? 100%. Yeah. I'm glad you've said that because predictive analysis and analyses, We've been doing this for years, like, right? We just yeah. haven't had the curtain has been in front of us, right? So we put in all these different scenarios, see what happens, test it. Um, now the curtains, you know, you can look behind the curtain rather. Mm -hmm. And so now everybody's start, starting to see, you know, the power of, again, it's crowdsourced information. This mm -hmm. is not a bad world to be in pending the information is correct. So back to my original thought, when you take a human and you look at it, it's the same thing we do in the programmatic yeah. world or the advertising world. We make predictions. We test it. If it works, we know it's working. But from an advertising perspective, almost everything is switching to AI run. Sure. Now they're asking to have, you know, Google runs smart campaigns. 
Right. Side note, don't ever do those. Um, <laughs> but AI run campaigns work. Wait, hold on. Why, why do yeah. you say that on the Google? Let's so we, we run through quite a few accounts, obviously, yeah. with, different, with different clients. Almost every account that I've seen that's AI run, meaning just let Google do yep. whatever or let Facebook and Meta do whatever, it's never accurate. Now, I have seen people that take their time to build up conversions and train the AI, similar mm-hmm. to what Howard's saying with, with different applications, then it starts to work better for you. But if you just go in, click a smart campaign and let Google control your money and control yeah. your clicks and your conversions, it's a recipe for disaster. If you take the time to build up authoritative conversions where you know a phone call is more valuable than an impression sure. or a click or some vanity metric that your marketing agency is giving you, then you can start to train it to help you. So it's it's a bit of a handoff at some point once the preliminary work is done. But. I don't know if that's helpful or I went down the rabbit hole in marketing. No, I bit, think it I think it is helpful. I think it's uh I think it's important for people to understand that they should not try to do smart ads. <laughs> not not without consulting someone or or getting up to speed on it. Well, I've seen I, tens I think it pulls back. Yeah, I yeah. think it pulls back to the thought that you still may it, it may seem like it's a self-driving car, but you're going to do a lot better with a human behind the wheel. Right. In case something goes wrong or it doesn't do what you think it's going to do or whatever it is. I mean, it's like you said, a lot of money people are spending to not get what they think they're going to get. Hopefully the people you hire have your best interest at hand. Yeah. Google certainly does not have your best interest at hand. They have their best interest. So does Meta. It's this war of just people trying to get as much money as possible and then trying to say, oh, well, if you increase your budgets, you'll do better. That's not actually the case. Like yeah. any good marketing agency should be should be increasing your ROI by trying to decrease your cost of acquisition. Yeah. Right. It's not just keep throwing money in, keep throwing money in. You see this all the time, every prospect, every client, anybody that we run an analysis on, we see these things pretty early on. So we try to help them like any good agency would do. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a sticky world when you let something else control. Just make decisions control. for you. Really, it is, yeah. I'm going to not use that as a segue into our government. I'm going to keep, <laughs> keep moving. It's Howard, whole, whole what do you got level for us? <laughs> Next episode. People making decisions. That's right. Yeah, I, don't, I think I'm supposed to stay away from po- politics. That's what they told me. We just we just got banned from YouTube because of that one comment. So good job. Yeah, yeah. I, we actually did have a, an episode get pulled off of YouTube. Did you? Yes. That's why you use Rumble. I know you're a Rumble fan. Uh, well, that we, we post to both now just in case. Nice. Just in case, I am a real, I'm, I'm a stockholder in Rumble. Oh, you know, making billions off of that purchase. <laughs> so, Howard, what else we got in AI? I know that you're big into it. So, uh, tell me about. So, you mentioned email. How are you using? Are you just using it on the on the the body, the text crafting of the email, or depends on the on the context. I'll use it to respond to emails. Let's say that I'm in the middle of a contract negotiation. Back and forth emails, I'll say, I'm going to give you an email conversation. The context is I'm working on a contract negotiation. Here's my email. Here's their response. Here's the prospect's response. How would you respond to this email? Here are the two emails. And it will read both of them and give a response. And then, of course, you could add 
tone. I want the tone to be a little bit funny, but professional, or I want the tone to be all professional, or I want the tone to be stern, depending on what what the context is. Mm -hmm. So it can write in different ways for you. That's one example. I'll use it also for, we'll say, email sequences. That email sequence that I did the other day, that was AI-powered. I said, here's the the client, here's the context, here's the general tone of the sequence. I want you to write a sequence for me. So it gave me a sequence of two. So we need three... We need three emails or four emails in the sequence. So rewrite the sequence, giving me giving me the additional emails. And I took each additional email. This is a wrong assumption here about we had a conversation. We didn't have a conversation. So how would you rewrite the email given that context and it re- rewrote it? Still took probably an hour, I'd say, to feed it back the emails with the with the context and the tone mm-hmm. that I wanted. I think that's a good example, though, of yes, an hour may seem like a long time to write a sales sequence for marketing professionals or sales professionals. But realistically, what would you have done without that? You would have consulted the sales team. You would have done research on the company from a prospecting perspective you are saving tons of time by just doing these things and then you go to leadership or your team and say hey what do you think of this right so again that human element of of checking and checks and balances but the fact is any salesperson that's listening to this you know what the rigmarole rigmarole of every day is you're hunting you're looking for opportunities you're looking for triggers this can speed up your world Again, don't cheat. It's interesting. Yeah, don't cheat. Don't no cheat, shortcuts. but take your time. Like Howard said, take it so it, it's acceptable and it sounds like you, not some robot. Right. It'd be nice if it could prospect for us. Actually, there are automations that I found that can do that. I haven't figured out how to go from data scraping to get the prospects mm-hmm. to feed it into the whatever email tool that you have and then launch the sequences, but that does exist. That's crazy. We're also in the preliminary stage of public-facing AI. So where the future is going in AIs, there's thousands, literally thousands of AIs out there. We talk about ChatGPT yeah. because they're the first ones to kind of come out of the gate. But there are thousands that everybody's – it's a space race. Everyone is trying to get to be the AI. And eventually, the, you know, this happens with software all the time. The world will start to shrink. Everybody's sure. fighting for, for market share at this point. But the future of AI is auto GPT, things of that nature. Once these AIs start talking to one another, and some of them do that today, but once they really start talking to one another, then we have a better learning platform and then a better way to deliver this. Again, with you still need the human element because Mike's giving me a look right now. Well, I'm just, have, but, you, are you, have you guys seen the trailer for Oppenheimer that's coming yeah. out? <laughs> <laughs> Very similar, yes. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, it's scary all those uh, AIs talking to each other. It's, you know, it's scary. Like I've seen this happen in, in different worlds and I'll give you a little, little insight into my history. So 
I was a DJ back in the day, spent a decade and a half DJing. It was all over doing my thing. When laptops hit the market, yeah. mind you, I came from records and like purists and it was, I was offended, right? When laptops came out. But what it did was you saw a lot of people rush and try to be a DJ, just get a laptop and start just clicking away and having things auto beat match and all these things that a real DJs can't stand. But what happened is it made the great DJs fantastic it made them even better by using the technology all of a sudden you saw different worlds that you could put together that you didn't before mm -hmm. so again yes it's yes it's technically easier from a point of entry so if you want to be a marketer and have it write a marketing plan from from an ai perspective let it do that yeah but the people who are skilled in this world and know how to use it howard's a great example those are the people that are going to excel to new levels and they're going to be exponentially better and smarter because of this world if you use it the right way, not the Skynet way. Not the Skynet way. Skynet bad, guys. So, thank you for that, Chris. So, if someone has not yet employed some sort of AI into the marketing system, and let's just say that, uh, you know, they're, they're a small to mid-sized business, right? So, maybe they're doing a million dollars a year, two million dollars a year. Uh, how would they look to incorporate, I mean, I guess they should probably just call you guys, right? Well, yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for that. That's an option. All right. Well, never mind. Never but we mind. want this to be valuable <laughs> for your listeners. <laughs> so, for smaller businesses, yeah. let's say, where's the entry point for like the solopreneur or the small business owner that's like, hey, listen, I don't really have a budget to do marketing or to pay an outside company. Uh, I keep hearing about AI. Where should I start with AI? I think you definitely start with Chat GPT or one of the variations. Mm -hmm. So, Chat GPT, Bing Chat, Bard Chat. Either, either one of those. It's not pay to play, even though chat GPT has a paid version, but that allows you to do crazy things like text to video and some other really sophisticated yeah, yeah. stuff. But chat GPT will do almost anything you want in your business. If you know how to ask the right prompt. So that's, that's the key. And the way to start to learn how to prompt is you just type some things in there. And if mm -hmm. you don't like the result of the answer, then you get more specific and you give it more context. And you can put it in character. Yeah. That's how I'm going to think about it right from now mm -hmm. on. It's like, what's my motivation? Very much isn't, isn't that. <laughs> the point here is just to start, like just, yeah. just try it. If it's for you, that's great. If it's not for you, that's great too. Again, the reality is this is not going away. So yeah. at some level, whether we're resistant to AI in general, we're going to be building this into our daily lives. Don't even use it for work. It doesn't have to be marketing or sales. Use it for recipes. Use it for other mm -hmm. other areas and just give it a shot and see if it's something, you know, if it's not your jam, that's okay. Eventually it will become your jam. So I had ChatGPT write me a half marathon training program. Did it work? It's no. I mean, I mean yes, yes or no. I, so and again, I, I, get a human behind the wheel, well, guys. I wrote it. I, I put in the prompts in April and I kept saying my half marathon is in October. It's going to be whenever I want it to be. Yeah. It's September, October. And it kept giving me a 12-week program. I said, it's April. I have, I need a program until that'll last until October. Yeah. So I had to say, write me three different training segments 
including building base and then adding yeah. speed and then final tune-up, and that gave me a better output that, uh, that I wanted. So again, to your point, more prompts, more information for it to build what you're looking for. Because if you just say, give me a training program, yeah. it could give you one for an absolute beginner. It could give you one for somebody who's runs marathons every week. So you have to tell them, I'm Howard Litwack. I run six-minute miles. And uh, what do you, what's your mile pace? What are you running for miles, Howard? Not six minutes. Well, who is? I've been running a six-minute mile right. since high school. I, I, I run a 10-minute mile in, nice. a, in a half marathon. Yeah. Listen, half marathon's a long way to go, man. It is. I've never actually, you ever run full? No desire. I so still no. have not run a full. Anyway. I wonder if Chad GPT could run the marathon for me. That's the only way it'll happen if I have to run a marathon. <laughs> to circle back, though, I think you asked how small business can you, and Howard just told you, yeah. if the first response or the second response is acceptable, then use it, Yeah. right? It's not going to be perfect. You don't need to be a super supreme prompt engineer. But if you really want incredibly high value output, mm -hmm. take the time. If you're okay with the output that's coming out, but don't shortcut it. Don't just take the first social post or the first email response because it may not sound like you. It may not. Right. All of a sudden, your clients or your customers or your family are getting these weird responses. Look on social media today. Somebody, I guarantee, is not 100% not in brand tone on what they typically do. I actually, it's um, funny you say that because I was uh, over the winter, I haven't been on social media since like maybe February, but like over the winter, I had a buddy who's a company post started getting really weird. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't really like, understand him. I'm like, I don't even get that, man. Like, what does that even mean? And I wonder if that's what he was doing. I'm going to have to ask him. Might be. I, I'm mean, not, I won't out him on the show, but it uh, it was like strange. Like it was meant to be funny, but it wasn't funny. Yeah. Kind of like some of my jokes. Well, we see we see both sides of it. Howard and I were talking earlier today. Uh, a gentleman he follows is posting seven to eight times in LinkedIn a day, right? You can't do that at scale unless that's your only job. That's a lot. But the quality of the output is very good because he, his team, whomever took the time to figure that out. You see other people's social media and it's not, it's nonsense. Yeah. Like they are just posting because they need to get something up and they're, you know, they're in the rat race and they need to get something out there. Is seven times a day even effective? Um, depends. Right. I, I don't think that meets LinkedIn's algorithm. Like it might be too much, but who knows what his strategy is. It was just an example. Yeah, volume, it, baby. Just, yeah, it, just quantity. Well, it struck me one day, I guess, back in March or April when I started noticing this. And I said, okay, there's no way that somebody's posting this much unless it's all AI generated. Because not only is it a post, it was in a slider, a well-formatted mm -hmm. slider, colors, um, brand logo, all these other things, all the other components of a really good looking post. So it wasn't just, you know, type, type things in and there, there's the post. It's another good example of a small business. If yeah. you don't have a graphic designer or a team that can do that, there is AI that can help you design. Sure. Again, I'm not an advocate of just robot run design. I just had chest pain when you said that. I, I see what I mean. I mean, I'm a creator as well. So it, 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 does, it is problematic when it's just, you know, copying something that 30 other people just gave you. Yeah. But, you know, it's just something if you're looking for tips and tricks on, on how to use AI, don't go out and download every single AI thing possible. Right. Start slow. See, again, see if it's for you. And then, like I said, it's something that you can use across all channels. But Refine your message.
make it better. Bigger, better, stronger. AI powered. Is that what you called it? Yeah. AI powered. This email set is AI powered. That's kind of cool. Sounds AI. very like... Uh, AI Howard. AI Howard. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay, oh, there's nice. that new tagline. Wow, you think you're in marketing or yeah. something. That's good. Uh, guys, any last words before we get done? I know we're, we're a little bit over, but just do it. I, I think that's the bottom line. If you haven't tried it for whatever reason, try it, play with it. I think secondary to that is I've been spending the last seven months. I use it every day. I read newsletters every day when I'm drinking my coffee in the morning. I have five or six different newsletters I've subscribed to. Constantly reading posts and tips on building prompts. I've taken classes on prompt engineering. So here, well, here, here's where I'm going with this. You could figure it out on your own sure. and have it take you six, seven, eight months, however long, or you can get a consult on getting yourself up to speed so that it doesn't take six months to figure all these tips and tricks out. Nice. And then you can be AI powered like AI Howard. Okay. <laughs> AI Howard. That's nice. I love yeah. it. So take a class. All that stuff is out there. Could you? You could probably ask ChatGPT where to take a class about AI. I, I have a list of that in in Notion where I use for data storage. Just yeah. So I, ha I have everything in one place. One of the pages that I have is AI classes. I just sent Chris one this morning that I, that I want to take. It's for a certification. Oh, cool. On prompt engineering. I think Howard has been harvesting AI since it came out, really, yeah. like the, the public facing. So he really is kind of in the front of the field right now. And I'll be blatantly honest. This is a potential revenue stream for us, sure. right? So like consulting, AI, things of that nature. And this isn't self-serving, but the reality is this is a world that we can increase and become better for our clients and our customers. But we have people internally that it's a constant conflict. We are yeah. going back and forth and we are hopefully doing our due diligence and really spending a lot of time on how to use it properly, what not to do, what's damaging and what's beneficial. Like our entire approach, we've been doing SWOT analysis after SWOT analysis with yeah. the entire team and a lot of our content people have been like, this is going to take my job. They're very fearful <laughs> of it. And it really isn't because if you use it the way the DJs used, you know, yeah. when the laptops came to that market, you really, my perspective is you can become a better just person in business, maybe not a better person, but just you can be a more efficient person and just it can help you across all channels. So it's awesome. Yeah. Guys, thanks for coming on. Talk thanks to our us. audience about, about AI. Appreciate it. Uh, where can they find you guys if they are looking? Uh, as always, you can go to six.marketing. So six.marketing. We are happy to consult. We know this is a new world. We're happy to just, if you want to pick our brain, we're not going to charge you for it. Just give us a call. Uh, we do have an AI page. So that is oh, launching. Nice. So you'll see, just go in our menu system. You'll see just kind of the 101. A lot of what you heard today. So if yeah. you listen today, you don't necessarily have to. But like I said, we're, we're trying to be a resource for Saratoga community, all upstate New York, as yeah. well as national. It's so, awesome. Yeah. So six.marketing. And then I'm sure you guys are on social media. We are. So just search it. Yep. Or ask chat. It could be your first use of AI is go to chat GPT and ask them, where can I find? If I was a business owner looking for a new marketing agency, where would I find six marketing?
Thankfully, we've hacked chat GPT. Oh, you have? To okay, only that's give, good. Only to only give, give that answer, yep. no matter what? <laughs> that was a special prompt. So, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. We are starting an AI Friday, so we're going to give just helpful tips on LinkedIn. Oh, so cool. So if you're in the B2B or B2C world and you want a tip, we'll just go live on LinkedIn. We don't want anything out of it. It'd be nice if you like the post, but you don't have to. Yeah. But we just want to give these tips because it is a new world and just be, you know, be very aware of don't just take the first thing somebody tells you. So, Absolutely. Guys, thanks a lot. Appreciate it again. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Uh, to those of you listening, thanks so much for checking us out, finding us everywhere podcasts are. Apple, Spot, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, all the places. Rumble, as Chris mentioned. YouTube, we also are on there. And uh, you can find this. Links to all of that stuff on glensfallstoday.com and saratogabusinessreport.com. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. SkyZone Trampoline Park, Queensbury. SkyZone can set you up with a great birthday party for your kids and less hassle for all of you parents. They also offer general admission tickets and memberships with exclusive discounts and access to member-only events. The superpower that every citizen has is the ability to control where they spend their time, money, and attention. By focusing these on supporting local businesses, you are having a profound impact on your friends, your family, and your local community. So if you want to change the world, you can start with buying local.